When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the one, the only, your favorite. You know us. You love us. You know the show. You love the show. Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet that asks serious questions like, how many images of a superhero milking a cow in a weirdly erotic way is too many. If you know what I'm referencing, you will by the end of the show. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnersComing.net, and I am here with Daniel Roman, the other editor of WinnersComing.net, and we're talking about all things TV, movies, sci-fi, fantasy, books, and so forth. Daniel, how are you doing this fine, um, is it still winter technically, or, or are we in spring? I never know when. I think, I think it's, uh, the winds of winter are still blowing. Okay, great. Good, 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 <laughs> great setup. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's where we're at today. Yeah, no, I think it's still winter. It it doesn't feel like it, but I think till next week, maybe. I don't know and I don't care. Although, okay, really, really fast banter portion. Hey, Christian. Hey, Martha. Good to see everybody. Everybody uh, comment. Is Selgi. No, no, Christian. Um, I'm coming at you live <laughs> from in front of a brick wall. I'm an 80s comedian. I don't care about the weather. However, did you hear? Of course you heard. You told me about it. That the U- U.S. Congress oh, yes. is passing a law to make daylight savings time permanent next year, which means, everybody out there listening, starting in 2023, you will never have to spring forward. You will never have to fall back. You will never have to change your clocks because farmers are holding you hostage again, not ever again, which I'm looking forward to a lot. It's true. Because it'll be no more, no more. It'll just be straight time from the start until the finish. And yeah, um, it's just, it's over just regular time. I'm happy about it. I wouldn't mind like getting an extra hour to sleep every half a year, but then eventually noon would be midnight and 9 a.m. would be 9 p.m. and it would be confusing if you just kept doing that forever. So this is better. And thank you, Martha, for spring is March 21st. I guess I just don't pay attention to that. Um, it's it's, it's kind of cold. <laughs> thank everybody for being here. And Daniel, back to your wonderful transition. You said the winds of winter is still blowing. Oh. This week will be uh, concerned a lot with a lot of words that have been said by a industrious, bearded, bespectacled suspender enthusiast named George R.R. R. Martin, who wrote books such as Indeed. A Song of Ice and Fire and Fever Dream. And yeah. whenever George R.R. R. Martin speaks, we're kind of obliged to listen because this is a, you know, Game of Thrones podcast, first and foremost. And it's true that when he writes things, he often just kind of says nothing with a lot more words than that requires, but yes. it's still attention must be paid. And he wrote a lot of words earlier, I think like late last week about the winds of winter, about Game of Thrones spinoffs and his involvement in them, about fire and blood yep. and the sequel blood and fire and such things as this. And we're going to hit them and we're going to discuss talk about what they mean how they affect us, you know, personally and spiritually in a in kind of a Zodiac sense and um, where yes. things will go from here. So about a week ago, George R. R. Martin, suspender enthusiast and author, got on his not a blog, which, you know, the thing about George R. R. Martin is that like, he's still kind of operating in this uh, internet 1.0 um, way where he has like these cutesy references and is on like a like a live journal adjacent thing where um, he's speaking in like a pre-internet irony age, but being taken by everyone as if his words have the import they would in an internet 3.0 age. I, even I don't know what I mean. Well, Let's just read what well, he said. That, that's a that's a deep thought. What, what does that even mean? Yeah, Honestly. I mean I agree with that. It's been the not a blog since. Blogs were the hip thing, and that was a while ago now. It is. Anyway, let's read what he said. So, Dr. Martin wrote, first and foremost, about the winds of winter. Yes, of course, I am still working on the winds of winter. 
I made a lot of progress on wins in 2020 and less in 2021, but less is not none. The world of Westeros, the world of A Song of Ice and Fire is my number one priority and will remain so until the story is told. So that um, basically means no news. Yeah, it basically, which is kind of what we would expect, right? I feel like until the news is it's done, there are only so many ways you can say, I'm still working on it and it's not done, uh, which is fine. You know, he says it because he has to, because if he doesn't say it, people will get mad at him. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to say anything. You you know, like if he didn't say it, you know, the comment section would be flooded with people who are like, what we a don't, comment section. We don't care. Tell us about the winds of winter. <laughs> yeah. The, I don't think the he's comments, turned that's a on thing, comments. Right? Not a blog. No, no, not for like a long time. He doesn't have comments on there oh, anymore. Really? He, he turned them I, off. I don't. Be- oh, yeah. Like long ago. I think like randomly he still have comments, but mostly no, because this is no comments and no, it would. And, yeah, and do you know why? Disabled for this do you post. know why? Of though? course, I know why. Like, sorry, I didn't get that angry, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but because of what you said, he, he kept writing like the barest whatever, and everyone was like, which, 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 which. Yeah, so yeah, they're off. He disables them now, which is smart, which is again, is another kind of thing. Like, yeah. he's oh, I feel it's so fair. bad for him because, like, because like he, he, he wants to be like an author with a small amount of success with a small, passionate fan community that he just kind of gets in there and mixes it up with. But he's this giant celebrity now, but he's still sort of acting like he's like communicating through his blog to people as if it's not going to like blow up and trend on Twitter for a while. Yeah, he's still he's still rocking it the, the same. You know, I've been following him with his blog since like 2006. And it like, it's exactly the same. It's mm-hmm. not on LiveJournal anymore. It migrated to his own site. But like the way he talks on the blog has not changed in 16 years 15 years so we are going very niche today anyway uh, he also mentioned uh fire and blood which is of course the book that house the dragon is based on the upcoming prequel series um he did indeed uh good book fun book and he he's writing a sequel to that and he's going to call it blood and fire which i like i think it's kind of more fun than fire and blood part two i'm a fan yeah i'm a fan of blood and fire i think fire and blood part two is kind of boring um so that's you know that's that's nice he kind of likes these poetic type titles that feel related or similar or like have a similar format um so i'm a fan of blood and fire and yeah i you know i was a little (laughs) i'm gonna be one of those people right now who's getting on him about the winds of winter i was a little nervous to see him mentioning that he is has like a couple hundred pages of blood and fire done but still a long ways to go because Mm -hmm. when he first started talking about that there were going to be two volumes of fire and blood he basically said that he had written fire and blood next was going Mm -hmm. to be winds of winter and then he would get out volume two of fire and blood before a dream of spring so it sounds like deadlines have moved such that it's now winds and winter and blood and fire are being worked on concurrently which like at the end of the day, it's not like he's not working. The dude's working constantly, I'm sure. Yes. Um, but, you know, there are only so many hours in the day. So how does that balance out? I'll read Blood and Fire when it comes out. I Yeah, sure. It it's going to be related to Duncan Egg, which is going to be rough to read. Mm, that's true. Um, because so so like spoilers here for Duncan Egg. But like Egg is, I think, Aegon the fifth, right? Fifth, yeah. So he's like kind of the tragic king. there's a tragedy for what happens to Aegon the fifth and that kind of spurs Eris the mad king into his reign um so we're gonna it's gonna be rough to hear about that in blood and fire because Duncan Egg he's a little kid and you know he's like Aang basically palling around with Dunk and mouthing off um so yeah it'll be cool we'll see how it is as Christian asks what is in the pewter goblet uh I don't think it's pewter I think it's just metal and Ooh, as usual, it is straight vodka. <laughs> what else did this uh, fine option gentleman said? That's, you know, he, he touched on all the shows they have in development. He did. And Duncan Egg's one of them. They're leaning toward A Night of the Seven Kingdoms as a title. I like uh, that. Which personally, yeah, I'm a fan of that. You know, it was an episode of Game of Thrones. So you can have a nice little tie in there. But it's also the you know, the title of the omnibus edition that has all of the Duncan egg novellas. I think it's a nice title. It's definitely better than Duncan egg, even though like yeah. I've grown attached to that title for a long time as a reader. I was like, what is this Duncan egg nonsense? 
I want <laughs> big epic fantasy. I don't know who what this is about. Um, so I can see why HBO wants a different title. I will say uh, shorter. I like it shorter so it will fit in our little headline things. But um, I, I, yeah, I, I agree in the Seven Kingdoms. How do you abbreviate that? A K O T S K. S K. Yeah. Yeah, that one's coming. Duncan Egg is a in development at HBO. They also developing House of the Dragon, which George R. R. Martin said that he has seen and loved. I'm eager to see more. How great. Yep. Uh, and he also mentioned some other prequels in development. You got the Sea Snake about Corpus Valerian. You got 10,000 Ships about Nymeria. You got an animated show about the far off empire of Yiti, inspired by ancient China called the Golden Empire animated series. Not only do I not expect all these to come to fruition, I hope they all don't come to fruition because I don't really want Game of Thrones to be sort of a, um, a sprawling Star Warsian Marvel-esque multiverse in the way those kind of doing it. I'd rather it stick to like one or two shows, at least one or two max at a time, rather than have like the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and... Um, you know, Oakland Kenobi and everything running all concurrently like Disney is doing or with Marvel stuff. I yeah. would rather they do that. They go a different way. And I'm sure that's true, but Martin, he just cannot help this instinct for more. Like, I think he wrote, like, I'm sure they won't all come to fruition because that's not, that's not the way it works, but I hope some of them certainly do. And he wants, and yeah. he also said, which is interesting. Like he, it's almost like he's, it's almost like he wants folk to um, pile on him he said he is deeply, heavily involved in every one of these new shows. It's my world. And while I have been working closely with some fantastic writers and showrunners, ultimately it is up to me to keep the canon well canonical and to do all I can to help make the new shows great. And I love these stories too, which makes sense, of course. Yeah, sure. Great. Awesome. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm glad he's involved in this stuff. But it's true. Like his celebrity status right now is... Unless he says the winds of winter is done, places write articles about how George R. R. Martin says something else that isn't the winds of winter related. Tee hee ha ha. And yeah. that, that, that's just kind of the way the cycle goes. And again, I see it. I see him wanting it to be Internet 1.0 again. I see him wanting to be like an author with some small success, like who just published his second book with a small but passionate fan community of fans who talk on his blog and he talks back to them and they just discuss things. But instead he's this like kind of Mondo celebrity. He never meant to be. And now he can't just write fun little blog posts, talk with his friends online. Like whenever he writes a little blog post, it gets reported by international outlets yeah. and it trends on Twitter and people get up in arms about it. Oh, it's just a uh, modern I don't want to say tragedy. I mean, everyone's more or less fine here. It's yeah, it's right? uh, it's rich with Poor irony, George. and I feel yeah. good for him, and I feel bad for him, and I want the winds of winter, and I want House of the Dragon. But honestly, whenever this comes up, I'm always a little tired of it now because, like, what is there really new to say? Like, I, I don't think like I'm saying anything new here that I have said like a thousand times before. Yeah, you know, it's I appreciate him sharing a little bit of the behind the scenes for some of these shows. Like that the sea snake was originally called nine voyages. They changed it because they didn't want multiple shows having a number in the name. That's fascinating. Uh It's not the kind of news we're all waiting for, but it's, I, I, again, I, I, poor George, like George is doing fine, but I do almost feel bad for him because it's easy to forget that like he was a television writer for like a decade, I think. So like part uh-huh. of him being so involved with all these TV productions, it must be nice because he's he's had a hand in film stuff for like most of his career at this point. Yeah. Um, like he has other shows he's producing like Dark Winds and um, Who Fears Death, I think. Um, so it's cool that, that he's maybe. able to do this. I, I wish <laughs> everyone wishes, but it's almost like if he had been able to get A Song of Ice and Fire done before the show ended then he could just be glorying in this period yes. of being able to work in television more again and, and all this kind of stuff. So it's tough. I, I feel for him. He would be on his career honeymoon. Yeah, exactly. Instead, he's in this strange place yeah. where he, 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 he just wants to be a fun little author who posts cryptic images about frogs. 
but he can't because oh, the frogs. everything are we going to talk is, about the is, frogs no we're not he posted an image about of nine frogs and <laughs> that was it and i felt obliged to write about it because of course i do is are there nine spinoffs coming yeah. does this mean that House of Dragons coming out in September, the ninth month. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't really want to be thinking about it. You didn't hear that one? I didn't hear that one. That's funny. I think it was in the comments. What is it? The the ninth month, the fourth day of the ninth month, because there are four red frogs. And five green frogs, man. Fifth day. The 45th day of the ninth month. That could be a fourth. I think the frogs are probably the, the production's. The the spinoffs, five green lights and four red ones because Ooh. they're actively producing five of them. And uh, he talked about five of them in the previous post. That's my theory. But maybe again, we can oh, stare at the frogs okay, so he, too long. I just hate that. I have to just I'm obliged <laughs> to look at frogs and think about them. I mean, I pretty much <laughs> agree with 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 Nicole. I'm just over waiting and just I don't. I'm not mad at George R. R. Martin. I know he's a writer. I know he, he likes his own time. I'm fine with that. I, I, I'm upset that just there's this confluence of um, big hype around it and just a guy who doesn't maybe seem well fit to this kind of celebrity doing it. And that's it. I'm just kind of tired of it. But we'll keep talking yeah. about it. And I will keep being exasperated by it probably. Sorry about that to bring the party down. Um, huh. And let's see. We'll all love the winter when it comes out. We'll all read it. But yeah, even I'll always give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm not, you know, really gunning for whenever. Like, I'll read it when it comes out. I'll follow the news for authors who are, you know, actively making the news that which feels awful to say. But Brandon Sanderson's breaking Kickstarter records. I didn't I didn't I don't make the rules here. I've got to read that guy's stuff. I really haven't done much. And thank you, Stephanie, on the lovely goblet. It is metal and it is helping me through the day. What else happened? Um, <laughs> Straight vodka. Speaking of um, <laughs> uh, speaking of House of the Dragon, we also got um, Ryan Condal, the showrunner, has a podcast, if you didn't know this, called The Stuff Dreams Are Made Of, where him and a fellow uh, showrunner who's also working on HBO series about, um, I think, the Watergate break-in, talk about their love of movie yeah. props and uh, <laughs> I don't want to go like, yep, thank God your, small fa- audience. your favorite. Just, um, like I, I've <laughs> heard it a couple of times because I want to hear what, what they say about House of the Dragon. Right. Yeah, it, it's course. so niche. It's it's like, it, it's about these, this has nothing to do with, with a, with a topic. I'm just kind of going off on a little tangent here. What this weird podcast is about that the House of the Dragon showrunner has. It's about like, they love movie props and they like collect like, you know, Ripley's, gun from alien or whatever and they like just have it in their garage or their prop rooms which i guess is cool i find it a little boring but I, they seem really into it so good for them anyway they also yeah, drop to each um, their own tidbits about how their shows are going and ryan condal showrunner of game of thrones prequel house of the dragon said uh <laughs> about house of the dragon uh that they're done shooting hooray but we're not anywhere close to done because we have lots of post stuff to do, which makes sense. We've said before, yeah. you know, which uh, is what we expected. Dragon, dragons everywhere, big expensive costumes and, um, uh, you know, sets and scenery and all that stuff. It'll take a while. I'm still going to hold out for August. I'm still pulling for that, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, they can take a very long time. I just listened to a podcast on the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, a much better podcast called Wizard and the Bruiser. And um, they said it took like six months to shoot that show, like 11 months to the post-production. So I, I thought it was going to be that, quite that bad. Wow, but, that's uh, crazy. Sometimes that movie, yeah. is, I mean, it was, that movie is insane. Like with the real animated folk, like with the live action people, and they have to get the, like the lighting just right. Took forever. It was fun. Um, September, yeah. says Christian. Yeah, August, September. That's what I'm going for. The not, not nine frogs, the ninth month. Yep. Nine months. <laughs> That's right, Christian. That that was vodka in my black mug. I'm a little stealthier about it. <laughs> I mean, I want to go with the fantasy, you know, medieval times, all this uh, dragons and such. Yeah. What would Robert Baratheon do? He would drink the place silly and then he would go have some adult fun. Yeah. And then get bored by a gourd, gourd by a boar, bored, bored by Al Gore. <laughs> so you would get gored. By yeah, Al that's Gore. really all the 
Yeah, that's all the Game of Thrones news, House of the Dragon news, really, for this week. The big thing was George R. R. Martin with his post kind of talking through a bunch of stuff. But uh, I'm with you. August, September. That's still what the tea leaves are saying. We do have some some news about shows that we do have dates for that actually are coming out uh-huh. in the very relative near future and a couple new trailers. So yes. the, the first one was Miss Marvel, the new um, Marvel show coming to Disney Plus, or I guess it's not the new one. It's the next new one after Moon Knight, which premieres yeah. in two weeks. So, yeah, you, you saw the trailer. What do you think? Do we want to watch it? I say I think we should just watch it. I think we should watch it okay. and just see what feelings arise. Do it. Ms. Marvel coming soon. When's it coming again? Is it like May? I think it's May. Yeah. Or April. June 8th. It's June 8th. It's cool. June 8th, I believe. So, okay. So Marvel's again taking over the world. And this is yep. like the YA thing. We have Kamala yes. Khan, young, sprightly, bright eyed superhero living in Jersey, which is where my brother lives. So, th- so I, 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 I have connection to this place. Um, and she's in go. high school. And of course, um, put it on pause. Sure. Being... So I do like the high high. Have they like done a high school aesthetic? I guess Tom Holland, I guess but, in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Tom Holland was, was it. So it feels like because no way home now happened. He's not in high school anymore. Couldn't stay there forever. This is their next <laughs> high school aged uh, kind of property, which I'm, I like, I, I like that they're, going for the spread of different ages and tones. Um, sure. This is about mm-hmm. as, as far from Moon Knight as you can get, it feels that's like. That's true. So they're okay, really yeah. pivoting. Credit for that. Okay, yeah, that's true. Marvel's doing different things. We got a schizophrenic or, or, or a multi-personality person who has a dark uh, British accent versus bright-eyed high schooler. Okay, play it. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not super interested. I wish I was more into this thing today. I guess I'm just feeling a little um, laid back today. Do you want to watch Ms. Marvel, Daniel? Does this intrigue you? Um, I I will watch it. I'm sure I will watch it. I, I would say I'm like moderately intrigued. I really like the character. I like that the character is getting her own show. Right. Um, and, it, you know, it she's a recent marvel character she yeah. only debuted in the comics in like i think 2016 um so it's cool that she's getting a show i don't i don't always love the high school aesthetic um marvel stuff like i really didn't like spider-man when it first came out but on the rewatch really? i liked it a lot more. <laughs> yeah the, the first one i didn't love um but the uh, they grew on me. Michael Keaton was really amazing in it. Uh, I yes, realized on the rewatch. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for it. I I would say I'm. Can we pause on the fist? The fist she just made. What I'm are like her powers mid- anyway? Do you know? I, I don't really know. Yeah. So that I wanted to talk about that. They changed her powers. Mm-hmm. I personally think this is fine. The internet has been in a moderate uproar about the powers on and off because uh, you know anything that can let the internet be in an uproar, it will. So I believe in the comics, her power is she can change the size of her body parts. So she says in Biggin, her uh-huh. fist gets really big <laughs> and ridiculous looking, but she can crush stuff with it and break down doors and all sorts of stuff. So I think they're giving her more of it like a gin type aesthetic to her powers where it's a magical fist. So she can project magic instead of just changing her body parts and stuff like that. Okay. Um, Nicole, I, I agree with you. It feels a little more CW than some of the other Marvel stuff. Um, I mean, to be fair, like, doesn't anything in a high school feel kind of CW? I mean, I'm not sure there's like any way to get to get away from that. Like, uh, I bet if you just showed the non-naked parts of Euphoria in a in like a supercut, <laughs> it might feel kind of CW. Yeah, but OK, <laughs> OK. So is uh, all high school things are CW? But are all CW things high school? No, I don't know. No. I don't watch a lot of CW. <laughs> That's fair. Me, me neither. So, sorry. Sorry, CW I mean, fans. Riverdale is. Um, Superman and Lois is. I don't think. I, I, I think the Flash has kids now. So I believe they might be in high school. They'll find yeah. a way to get to high school. Yeah. And so, so Stephanie yeah, asks, is that's that the deal Mia? With their she got to turn celeb on us. <laughs> 
Mia <laughs> would love to be in this show. I have no doubt about it at all, but I do not think she is in it. But I will press it along to her. I'm sure she'll be delighted. All right. Do we want to hit it? Hit it. Ooh, Dynasty. Yeah, I guess Dynasty would be high school. Is there like a character on Dynasty who's in high school? I bet there is. Dynasty. And as who said they have no interest in this? Um, I think it was Nicole. <laughs> and Nicole, I kind of feel you too. I don't know. I, I haven't watched Euphoria either, even though I want to. Oh, I mean, it's Same. cute though. Like she runs off and she is like, I'm a superhero. Yay, hooray. It looks good. Maybe not for me, but it looks yeah. good. I like it. I'm into it. I am sure it's going to be good at, at what it's trying to be. Am I going to, that's where it like kind of the viewer, just viewer taste is going to really come into play. Cause like, gonna am I going to like it as much as Moon Knight? It's basically a guarantee that I won't, but that's just personal taste. Because if you give me a dark, twisty, psychological horror superhero show, I'm just going to like that more, but I'm glad it exists. I, and especially to see that kind of representation in Marvel stuff, yeah, because absolutely. they were a little slow to kind of, uh, they really to balance were. themselves out with that with with the movies. Um, it, it baffles me that DC beat them to having a first female fronted superhero movie, considering how many movies Marvel made before that. Honestly, yeah, I was surprised about too. I think we all were, but yeah, good for DC for finding an area they weren't already capitalizing on. Swooping in, so as long as we get some, yeah. Um, as Nicole says, her daughter might like it. Although her, her, her character is Doctor Strange, so good on her. Nice. Although, a yeah. superhero show that I am looking forward to is uh, the third season of The Boys. I've really got yeah. um, affection for this show. This is the show from, oh, Eric Kripke, I think is the guy's name, on Amazon Prime Video. Yes. Based on a comic by Garth Ennis, who is a longtime comic dude about... You know, what if superheroes were real and they were the awful and they were kind of involved in this corporate hierarchy where they're kind of trotted out as these symbols of virtue and kind of sent to go do yep. remote drone strikes. But they're a person on, you know, small villages in the Middle East and yeah. they kind of have all these hidden agenda, not even agendas. They're just like awful people who just are kind of. Yeah made up by the PR department to look better. How would that PR it's attention fun. turn them into sociopaths? To some yes. extent, having that kind of savior focus on them. I, I love the boys. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's messed up. You got to know it's messed up going into it. I did not know how messed up when I started watching the first season and you find out real quick. Um, yeah. So you're more excited for the boys, obviously. Oh, definitely. I mean, I like the boys a lot because I mean, you know, I, I, I think it works well in just like the basic units of drama. Like you have characters that are interesting. You have like decently well-written scripts. You have like a rising and falling plot. I also like how many satiric targets it has. So like, again, like we're swimming in superheroes, swimming in Marvel yeah. and DC. Like it's, it's a good time to poke fun at the pomposity uh, of yep. kind of superhero shows and movies. Like now is the time for a parody like this. Um, I also... I, I mean, and they also go after like corporate stuff. They also go after kind of corporate hege hegemony and capitalism run amok. They get, they get a lot of digs in like where Disney would never in a million years go, which is fun. We got Carl Urban there. I also yep. like the actors. Carl Urban is like a good, solid, yeah. he's almost world famous for like years and, years and years now. Yeah. Chronically underrated Carl yes. Urban. He's always, always solid there. in everything he's in. Mm -hmm. um, never I, less I love than that like he's really getting good. Yeah, never. So I love that he's getting such a focus in the boys. I don't correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't remember him getting powers in the second season. So that's no. going to be a thing, it seems like. Which apparently he does get powers in the comics, but they never adapted that. Okay. So time to catch up. So you get powers. That's time good. To catch that's up. cool. Although my yeah, favorite I'm sure they'll handle it well. I loved the trailer. It was very like kind of propulsive. I liked the beat. Same. I thought it was very well put together and just kind of uh, exciting. As Nicole says, this is a good story. When Doctor Strange came out, her daughter was eight, gave her a choice between seeing Fantastic Beasts and Doctor Strange, chose Fantastic Beasts. Gotta love my kid, LOL. Nice. Yeah, I would too. That's the dream to have like a kid who you can actually kind of enjoy things with and doesn't choose like, I don't know, something just cute and fun, but just, I guess I'm watching this until you're 18. Yeah. So good for Choosing you, Choosing Doctor Strange over Fantastic Beasts is a, is a good life choice. Clearly, she has Fantastic learned Beast. well. It was fine. Man, that's a series that just like, I don't know who it's for. Sorry, I don't mean to. I'm feeling kind of salty <laughs> today, everybody. 
Um, if you can't tell, I don't quite know why. I'm having a good day, but um, I guess I'm just turn the salt meter up to up to eleven. It's it's the fantastic beasts. It's the frogs, I, really. Any day where you have to frogs. stare at those frogs and and uh, try to read the the tea leaves the from tea the leaves, frogs yeah. is going to be it's a George salty R. R. day. It's talking about the winds of winter gets me depressed. That's it. That's what it is. Any winds of winter discussion that isn't it's coming. Here's a release date is inherently deflating to me. So I think that's why I'm a that's bit of a mood. Also the vodka. <laughs> I have a character is Homelander, the boys, obviously. Um, yep. I, I just love how far they go with him. Seen here milking a cow in a kind of weirdly erotic way. Going back to the top oh of the thing. Oh my God. Yeah. You know that the milk runners through all the seasons now, right? Like at first he was being weird about yes. Elizabeth's shoes, breastfeeding. Then the second thing they had the scene where he had like this guzzled a whole thing of milk and one long unbroken take. Now he's milking a cow. Yep. God knows where it's going. I love that. I love that there's a sick, like anal retentive Superman knockoff who has all the power and beauty of Superman, but is this uh, just like tiny baby in an adult's body who just wants and needs and doesn't really care anything for anybody else. Pure sociopath leaning into psychopath. Oh, it's yeah. so juicy. It's so good. It's so twisted. I just love it. I love watching that. Yeah. It's a brilliant subversion of like, of the Superman type character. I like that the trailer kind of reminded you how mm. messed up and weird the boys is going to be. There were a lot of people getting exploded into yeah, little bloody awesome. bits. Uh, there, what, What's the Aquaman guy's name? The deep. Do you remember? The deep. The deep. The, the deep uh, having sex with someone and looking up at an octopus. It's just <laughs> so it's there's that kind of weirdness is always all over the boys. And I like that it reminded us because it's been a while since season two. Um, This is what you can expect. It's going to be weird and challenge you. And, but it will be a ride that will make you think and entertain you. Full on dance number, apparently funny. There's yeah. Yeah. I, I, I I don't like laugh out loud, but I I smirk a lot when I watch that show. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Julie. It's, it's just water people. I'm just mad without being, uh, while being sober. (laughs) <laughs> I know that Jensen Ackles of Supernatural is in it, which I, I don't really care one way or another about because I think the guy who worked with him in Supernatural, good for him. Yeah. He'll play like some kind of twisted Captain America version, which I'm sure will be like Captain America. But what if he has some weird yep. sexual hangups, which will be fun. I'm Soldier all boy. It. Yeah. yeah uh, June 3rd. I'm into it. I want to see it. Give it to me. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching that one. I like that. I, it was a while back. I think Jensen Ackles said he was excited. He really loved his work on The Boys. He didn't just get the gig. He had to audition hard for it. Uh, but he's not mm-hmm. sure if he wants his mom to watch it. That's <laughs> basically no. what he said about it. And that's fair. Sometimes my mom asked me like to recommend her things. And, you know, you have to like pick and choose, right? Like, yeah. like sh- should I watch Game of Thrones? Like, probably not. Like, maybe <laughs> it's possible. She's way into the Gilded Age, which I'm also... Uh, sort of liking. Oh, speaking of that, um, do you want to go into what are we watching? Sure. Yeah. So, well, what are you watching? Are you watching The Gilded Age? I, want, I mean, I don't want to talk about that that much. The Gilded, it, it's fine. It, although I'm Your always new favorite curious. show. It's I, I can't quit it. it. It's like I'm addicted to this thing. <laughs> the, there are these. It's this show that I didn't realize you were still watching it. I, every week, every Monday, it's the finale next week. <laughs> it, it's so easy. Just like watch laundry, nice. full laundry and do it. It's this, sh- it loves these super rich people and just these robber barons. Like there was this scene last, the last episode where like the railroad tycoon character is getting like sued because he may have um, ordered like a shoddy part for his railroad and it caused uh, the train to go off the track and kill people. And, mm-hmm. and it, the thing is like, I guess you wanted a cheaper um, part and I'm like, well, yeah, of course somebody like that would do that. Here you live in this freaking palace on the Upper yeah. West Side or whatever in Manhattan. And like, yeah, the little guy you write off like, yeah, buy something cheaper and the little guy suffers. But no, it's a whole thing like it was his underling like who did it. And there's a scene where he like chews out the person who did this. And we're supposed to feel like, I don't know, like great for you. Go down, go to jail, go to jail. Do not pass go. $200. Yeah. Who, so do, do not pass go. Who, who is that show trying to appeal to? Who's, who's the sympathy that it's trying to get there? It's, I mean, as Nicole says, it's a real life clip. My mom loves it. I kind of like it too, with odd dialogue and beautiful system costume. It's beautiful. It's, it has a certain kind of easy rhythm to it. And it's just, 
it's out of step, I think, with modern mores. I'm en- watching it, though. I'm enjoying it. I just have an yeah. internal battle with myself. Our Flagman's Death is fun. Uh, I'm watching yep. Silicon Valley. That's, that's that still was fun. the one I watched. Nothing really. Oh, I watched The Batman. Week. I thought it was all fine. Um, I thought oh, it was nice. Thought it was fun. Three hours long. Um, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. Uh, was it a long three hours? Did you feel tired by no, the end? I, I felt fine. Um, it didn't super move me. I because it like it yeah. like it it didn't it didn't do like the grounded what if Batman were real of it all as well as the Dark Knight did or the Nolan movies. But it also like wasn't as stylized and wild as the Burton ones, the Schumacher ones. It was just kind of in between. I don't think we needed a new one after watching it. I'm like, I don't think it's enough new to warrant its existence. But I still liked it. I, I watched it. I liked yeah. it while I was watching it. It was, it, was, it was good. It was cute. I think that's a fair statement about not needing a new one. I, I liked it, obviously. I um, like I like that it was a darker noir take on Batman. The detective stuff was my favorite part about it. I don't think we've gotten enough Batman being the world's greatest detective or whatever. So I like that the movie spent a lot of time with that. But yeah, it does. It felt like kind of Warner Brothers being like, okay, we can make Batman movies again. Batman's been through the ringer. He was a side character for a while that no one really cared too much about. Um, Sorry to Ben Affleck. I know some people are like Ben Affleck's the best Batman, but I'm like, that's all. He's also the only one who's never had his own movies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I was anyone really dying for a new Batman? I don't. I don't know if that's the case, even though I liked it. I mean, people came out for it in droves. Like people will always see a new Batman movie. Like I, I'm not saying, and of course, if you, if yeah. you love it, you love it. It's great. I just, I, I don't know. I, I could have stood to, to, to have a break. Cause I, I just, I just, I just don't think it was different or interesting enough to justify yeah. its existence. Although it made a lot of money. So yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought the Patson was pretty good. He was good. Yeah. The, the, yeah. He, good. He was good. And okay. Okay. Now that I've seen it, I, I, okay, I'll, I'll mention this. I'll mention this, and, and then we can move on. And thank you, Julie, for telling us what you're okay. uh, watching. Everyone out there, tell us what you're watching. We you want to know. Okay, my last thing about the Batman: Colin nice. Farrell, the Penguin. Why? What? Just hire an ugly person. Like, why do you need to hire a celebrity? Cover him in makeup for like five hours or whatever, and then like trot him out to do that. Just hire an actor who wouldn't otherwise. He's not the star. Like, he's not. You're not going to sell it on his name. Hire someone who doesn't That's already true. have a huge name and who doesn't look like a normal Hollywood like cover guy and just make them the penguin. Like I did, I didn't get. That's a weird you, thing to focus on. I know, but it, I don't know, it bugged me. Like, why is Colin Farrell a, here? It's he a fair to... thing. It's a fair thing, though. You know, give give the uh, the ugly people have a hard enough time getting roles huh? in Hollywood. Don't take the pretty people and make them ugly. To fill the ugly people roles, which I feel messed up saying that, but like, it's fair. I I thought he was great, though. I I will say I agree with your point. He's good. But he was a total scene stealer whenever he was on. Yeah, he was good. I'm not surprised they gave him his own spinoff, even though I could care less. I enjoyed Zoe Kravitz, too. I I thought they were all good. Yeah. I don't know. Like, honestly, I have a better time. Um, By the way, all y'all are saying he's a good actor. He's a good actor, but there are tons of good actors. And there are a lot of them who don't already have like thriving careers. That's would be my argument for it. Yeah. And he's not the star. Like, you know, like in like um, that Tammy Faye movie, they hired Jessica Chastain and like, you know, made her up all to look like yeah. Tammy Faye Mesner or Baker, or whatever. She's the star, though. OK, fine. That's the gimmick. But like in the Batman, you don't need a star in that role. Just find someone else who doesn't have a break or give him a break is OK. I'm yeah. done. And uh, you're all saying <laughs> The Last Kingdom, great. Outlander, do you watch, uh, nice. by any chance, watch Outlander, Daniel? I haven't gotten caught up on Outlander yet. That's my project for this weekend. So by cool. this time next week, we can have Outlander talk. Don't don't spoil it for me in the chat. Discovery of Witches, The Cleaning Lady, of course. The Last Kingdom, glad people are watching that. How are you liking The Last Kingdom, yeah. by the way, everyone who's watching it? Because we watched it and we enjoyed it. And how about yes, you, Daniel? Thoroughly. Watching anything um, the, what have I watched this week? I, our flag means death was the main thing that I watched this week and I enjoyed it a lot. I liked this group of episodes more than the previous one, you know, Taika Waititi is really fun. So I think getting more of him in the show has been, has been good. Um, beyond that, I, 
the thing that I'm going to be watching next is Halo, probably. Halo. Um, we've, we've gotten some screeners for the Halo show, which mm-hmm. is coming out next Thursday, I think. Yep. The 24th. Look out for our reviews on winnerscoming.net of the Halo show. Exactly. Yes. I enjoyed the games like like medium enjoyed the games enough that I I have like middle of the like I don't expect it to be great, but I'm hoping it's not awful. That's basically where I'm sitting with Halo. Um, I guess is it will be middling is what I'm guessing. I think there's you're probably right about that. Um, But yeah, that's what I've been watching this week. Shall we lightning round? Michelle, although everyone knows saying they love the Last Kingdom finale and looking forward to the movie. Yeah, it was really, really solid. It was just a good season TV. I, I enjoyed and it got yeah. better as it went along. I was into it. I'm here for it. Seven Kings must die. Really, apparently yeah. it did pretty well, too. So good to grow out strong. I'm happy for yeah. everyone involved in that show. Oh, man. So uh, I the other thing I forgot, I was like, I know I've been watching more than just Our Flag Means Death. Raised by Wolves oh, has yeah. one episode left. It has the finale left. It is the weirdest, boldest sci-fi show I have seen in I, maybe ever. I can't think of another sci-fi show that is as weird as Raised by Wolves, but somehow makes it work. If you like Alien, like that kind of sci-fi horror, Raised, Raised by Wolves is really worth the watch. Just be aware that it gets real weird. Yeah, I don't want to give spoilers away. We've been reviewing season two on the site for that as well, and god it's it's a weird show but i'm really excited for the finale the effects have been fantastic on it and there were some like movie theater quality effects in the last episode nicole says all that show does is raise questions and give no answers which infuriates me that that is fair nicole are you caught up i i it reminds me of lost in that way it does every time it answers a question it drops like five more so I'm a little skeptical that they'll ever actually answer them all. There are a couple that they've started to answer enough that I'm like, okay, I'll give you this much more benefit of the doubt. You know what's odd about that show is that like, it's obviously very opulently produced, but I don't, it never gets talked about. Like, it's not like no one's writing like op-eds about it. There's never talked about online. I don't know anybody except for you who doesn't professionally watch it professionally, who watches it. Yeah. And Nicole and then the other Nicole sort of foundation. Yeah, that didn't go over too well. Ooh, nice. Foundation seemed to be kind of I watched the premiere of Foundation and I was like, eh, I'm probably live without this. Yeah, that's one I wanted to try and it just didn't grab me enough. Mm-hmm. And like something like Raised by Wolves, it like it looks so interesting, but I like how long can you make a series that big if no one's watching? Well, that's, you know, I've been wondering about that. How many seasons Mm -hmm. would something like that go? Because I was, you know, it went into a second season. It must not have had crazy ratings for the first, but HBO clearly liked it enough to give it a season two. Sure. Yeah. I wonder the budget must be pretty substantial on it because it has a lot of effects and built like sets and like the environments are really crazy. I'd be surprised if it went more than, uh, I mean, I, who knows? I wouldn't have expected it to even go through two to three seasons. Sure. And it, we haven't gotten a renewal on it yet. It's time to beg for season three and say they'll finish the story. That's what I would do if I was in the situation. No one was watching, but like yeah. we can finish the story season three. I agree. That's kind of what I'm expecting might happen with it. Because yeah, I, I don't think, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it either. I, it, I think I don't know why that is. I, I mean, sci-fi horror, that niche of sci-fi horror, like that specifically, I can see how it yeah. wouldn't have like the broader appeal of, say, something like Westworld that is sci-fi, but it's like, and it's gruesome sci-fi, but it's a little bit more accessible. Um, <laughs> There's one word like raised I by never Wolves. expected to hear something with Westworld. It's accessible, but dude, dude it was. Compared it was to popular. Raised by Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> wow. can, yeah. Be, I feel like Raised by Wolves compares some of the mind blowingness of something like Westworld with the really disturbingness of something like The Boys. And it's like, it kind of works sometimes and kind of just makes me go, oh my God. Like when I watch it, I have to warn my wife ahead of time. I'm reviewing Raised <laughs> by Wolves. If you hear me shouting, oh my God, from the office, <laughs> that and nothing is wrong. No. That's what's happening. Yeah, oh. it happens literally every single time I watch that show. As Christian says, is the buzzer broken? Which I think is a great way to shade us into that we're talking too long about <laughs> something. 
So I think we should go into the fair, lightning Kristen, round fair. every week. Okay. We, uh, the lightning round where we go through a bunch of stories that we didn't have time to get to in the main show and give our 22nd, no more, no less opinions on them. Daniel, are you ready? I was born ready. Bring really? it, buzzer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, um, that's well, strong. Not, you're, yeah. you're, 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 you're coming strong. All right. I'm um, ready. Why don't you do me first? Okay. Okay. HBO Max mm-hmm. and Discovery Plus are going to combine into one big streaming service. I think it's very cool because um, Warner Media and Discovery are merging. Um, and rather than like keep them separate, like Disney keeps it, Disney Plus and Hulu separate, you got to pay for them both. They're going to combine Discovery Plus and HBO Max into one big streaming service. service. And Discovery Plus is the lesser known one. It's true. But like a lot of people watch 90 Day Fiance and House Hunters and stuff like that. Yeah, fair. All right. Nice. All right. Daniel, Darth Maul, the devil looking Star Wars man, was reportedly cut from the upcoming television series, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. It makes me real sad. Um, I Mm. love Darth Maul. I was a prequel kid. Darth Maul is one of my (laughs) favorite villains. Uh, Ray Park was uh, reportedly on set practicing stunts and stuff. We we don't know for sure that this happened, but it, he got cut when the show got revamped to have Vader and a different plot because it was too similar to The Mandalorian. Unavoidable. 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 All right. Doing pretty good so far. Hit me. Okay. Ooh. Oh, I don't think I heard about this. Oh, one. yeah. I, I put this right, right before we started. Nice. Norman Reedus. Uh, that's Daryl on The Walking Dead. He got mm-hmm. he got a concussion on the set of The Walking Dead. Yeah, while they were filming like the series finale, Norman Reedus apparently got concussed and had to take some time off for a while. We don't know how. I'm going to guess some kind of stunt gone wrong or whatever. Um, apparently, he's fine. Apparently, he's just recovering, and they pushed back the filming dates for the series finale a while, and he'll be back. But um, best wishes. That's unfortunate. He's so close. We're going to yeah. do well this time. Get I can tell. Soon. I can tell the. I, I can tell that we're going to um, really crush this. Okay, um, this is an interesting yes. one. Daniel, Marvel has replaced the iconic Punisher logo, the one with like the skull on his chest, um, yeah. after it was appropriated by numerous far-right groups. Yeah. Um, when I first heard this, I was like, oh man, uh, I, I felt conflicted. The way they're sure. replacing it is by working a plot line into the comics where the Punisher takes over the hand which is the group of ninjas that fights daredevil often. Um, I think that's a cool idea. I like that. They're kind of taking the character back from the groups that have appropriated it. We can talk about that for a while, but this is, yeah, um, that that was a meaty one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is the less meaty one, but one Mm -hmm. I want to know your opinion about the umbrella Academy. It's coming out on June 22nd. Are you excited? Season, season three. Yes, I am. I, I, I like the Brill Academy. Like I have this reflexive kind of uh, just reluctance to get into Marvel or DC because just so much of it. But I do like superhero shows. I like yeah. the boys. The Umbrella Academy, I think it's fun. It's a fun superhero show. Uh, dysfunctional family. Like, again, like very, very quirky, kind of like the boys, not as um, uh, the, the bloody and disgusting, but uh, fun. I like the show. Umbrella Academy. In fact, I'll watch it. Nice. We're killing this, Daniel. Yeah, I'm We're excited absolutely for that killing one. this. Okay, it's true. Next one. We can't be stopped. We can't okay. be stopped. The Parents Television and Media Council objects to Daredevil and the other Defender <laughs> shows coming to Disney Plus. You agree with them? Yes. I think it's hilarious. Um, Keep that no, I don't Super agree. Devil I, away from our kids. Uh, yeah. So the the way they protested was so funny. They did like an open letter that was like, "What's next?" Stripper poles at Fantasyland in Disney World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how you differentiated yourself as a children's platform. And I think that's so funny. Does anybody else feel like this is not 20 seconds? It's again, Richard, I love you. Just um, I guess I just I want to I, I Richard's I riding so high on the this. buzzer. Yeah. Richard got some of this. Uh no, I, I can't make fun of the producer, he'll kill me. Or he'll cut me off, maybe say horrible things. That's true. That, okay. That's a mistake. That, yeah, let's, we'll never recover from that. Yeah, let, let, let's we roll on. Okay. Worship you. Uh, Paul Wesley uh-huh. will play a young Captain Kirk in Star Trek New World. That Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah, uh, new Star Trek show coming out, Strange New Worlds. They got a kid, uh, Paul Wesley, who's in the Vampire Diaries, I think, playing uh, Captain Kirk. We weren't sure if we would see him. William Shatner uh, gave him like the okay. 
They like met on a flight. It was all nice. Good. Okay, cool. So they're bringing in everybody, um, kind of old Star Trek people. I can get down with that. Interesting. Yay. That was a yeah. perfect 20 seconds, <laughs> both by everybody, Richard especially. He is the best. Yes. Just to get that buzzer was before. perfectly timed. Yes. Can't be any better. Um, finally, last one. Uh, Daniel, Florence Pugh, okay. uh, Yelena and Black Widow, and Austin Butler, who's playing Elvis in that new Baj Lerman movie, are probably going to be playing Princess that. Irulan and Fade Rautha Harkonnen in Dune Part 2, two important roles from the Dune series. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I love both of those actors. I know Austin Butler more from the Shannara Chronicles, and he was one of oh. the better things about that show. He played the main character, Will. Um, I, I think both of them would do a fantastic job. I think they'd be great additions to Dune. So, yeah. I'm all for it with yeah, time perfect. to spare. Yeah. He looks a lot like Elvis in that picture. Doesn't he like, wow. Like he, I had no he, idea he, he was see. playing Elvis. I saw the preview um, in front of the Batman. And I was like the Elvis movie, yes. which I will probably see. Cause I like Buzz Lerman. He, he does not make boring movies and I'll probably yeah. go do it. That feels like the kind of musician biopic that makes sense. Like we've seen a lot of them recently where it's like that person's still alive or like <laughs> they're still in their career. Elvis, that's pretty fair. He's mythic. I mean, music. I don't know if I've ever liked a music biopic really because they're, they're OK. We got to stop because we got to end because we're running. Nine, my, and my battery's about <laughs> yeah. to go out. Um, well, we get into music biopics. It's time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is a lot of fun. I had a great time. It's a good chat. And I, um, my mood improved throughout, I think. It was down at the start because I talked about wins of winter, which is always a depressing subject, and it got better and better as it went on. Um, I got to the boys with a real turning point. Thanks for watching, everybody. We are available in podcast form on, you know, uh, uh, iTunes, Google Play, where podcasts are available. We also stream live every single Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time at on the Winner's Coming Facebook page and the Winner's Coming YouTube page. Thanks for watching and come back on the same take the black time in the same take the black place in the tame take the black head space. And we yeah, will see you at then. <laughs> take care. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.